Welcome to Critically Speaking. I'm your host, Cindy Mercer, and we are joined again with Jim Hammer, author of the book, Life Without a Critical Spirit. Welcome to the program, Jim. Well, thank you, Cindy. I'm glad to be back again. We have enjoyed so many topics and conversations about gaining victory over a critical spirit, Jim, and I'm really enjoying this journey that we're on, and you have been so kind to share with us. You've had so many experiences, how the Holy Spirit has prompted you to continue to give you victory over a critical spirit, and I'm just wondering if you would share with our listeners today maybe another example how God has prompted you in the past on this journey of victory over a critical spirit. Yes, and the I, I had a dream one night. I was up in New, actually I was up in New York City at a ministry up there, and um, went to sleep that night. And this dream I had, we were walking the streets of gold. I was with somebody else. I don't know who this other person was, but uh, we were walking the streets of gold, and off uh, a little ways, we seen Jesus walking towards us. Wow. And when he got to us, uh, I said, Jesus. Let us sing for you. And I'm not, don't have any type of good singing voice, but when I get to heaven, I will. So we sang for Jesus, and he encouraged us and told us how beautiful it was. But then he says, Jim, let me sing for you. And uh, and I thought, wow. And he sang, you know, I don't remember what he sang. I don't remember that I even remember him singing, but I remember, remember him asking me. You know, Jim, uh, can I sing for you? And uh, now I'm looking forward. I never thought about Jesus singing before. No. Now I'm looking forward to Jesus singing. He must have a beautiful voice. Amen. You know, he created music. He uh, has created singing. And uh, we know that there is great music in heaven. <laughs> the angelic choir. I'm looking forward to hearing that when we walk into the streets of gold. Can you imagine just walking in what reception we're going to get? I I just can't wait. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like, but I know it's going to entail music. Amen. Perhaps, Jim, you could share with us um, the scripture from Zephaniah, chapter 3, verse 17, that would be some encouragement to us today. Cindy, I'd be happy to. Uh, In Zephaniah 3, 17, it says, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. And he will rejoice over you with singing. You know, and won't that be just so, so precious when when the Lord... Re- and I'm, I'm sure he rejoices over us now with singing. And you know, I, I think of the verse in Jude also. It says that he is going to present us faultless before our Heavenly Father with exceeding joy he's going to present us faultless and how are we going to be faultless it's only through his power and his strength and his working in our life that we will have the victory and we will be faultless before our Heavenly Father because when our Heavenly Father looks at us we will be so like Jesus that he will see Jesus in us won't that be great it's a beautiful thought, and it's it's one that uh, I want to strive for. I really want to be like Jesus, and I, I think that uh, many of our listeners could agree. We just know that we have we have work to do, and and we also have. This is just a time. This is a preparation time for us to be saying, 
you know, eternity is really a real place. And I love all the beautiful things that you um, portray about heaven in your book, Life Without a Critical Spirit. I just want to be there, but I know that I've got some things I've got to be doing right here on this earth in preparation for that time. Yes, you know, like, Cindy, you said you want to be there. Jesus promised to give us the desires of our heart. And there's no doubt in my mind you can look back at your at your life and see all the desires that Jesus fulfilled in your life. I know I can. And uh, as we keep that desire ever most in our, our minds, that we want to be with Christ, that we want to be in eternity uh, throughout the zillions of years, that eternity, I mean, we can't even imagine that. But uh, Jesus will fulfill that desire within us if we allow him to do it. And I know that Amen, he Jim. wants to do it, and he's doing Absolutely. everything possible to uh, bring us into eternity. But won't it be great when Jesus returns and um, we see our loved ones that have died and just been knowing that we're going to spend eternity with them, never more to part. Death mm. will be no more. Heartache will be no more. Sickness will be no more. And the only thing that will be more and more will be more of Jesus. You know, I just, my mind just goes there. And I think, you know, if we only really knew, if we, we had any glimpse, and in the Bible gives us that glimpse, but often we're too busy, we're not spending time, you know, reading the things that the Lord is preparing for us. And and if we really realized how wonderful that place was going to be, I really believe, Jim, we would be declaring more of a moratorium in our homes, in our churches, in our relationships with everyone that we just don't, we just don't want to continue to breed this critical spirit because we've, we've got a path that we're marching on and it's a heavenward path. That's and right. We want to go there and we want to take friends with us too. Amen. I just think about, you know, in um, Thessalonians chapter four, it says that, you know, we're going to rise and meet the Lord in the air when he returns. Amen. There's no doubt in my mind he's going to take us to planets, and, and not just as we go to heaven, but even after we get to heaven, we're going to visit planets that we've never even heard of before. Uh, and he's going to show us, possibly, how he created them, and uh, how he created the uh, life that's existing in them. You know, he's going to mm-hmm. show us all of that. I mean, there is so much that is before us that it will take all of eternity for us to experience it. We're not going to be bored. Uh, I don't think there will be a boring moment, even when we're relaxing and talking and communicating with each other. Can you imagine having heavenly speech coming out of our mouth as we're communicating with uh, our loved ones and people that we have just met and so on, and all these different worlds that we're going to experience uh, visiting, mm. you know, it, it just my mind just goes on and on and on about what I think eternity is going to be like. And then our friend Paul, the apostle, says it's even greater than that. We can't even mm. put it into words. You know, we can't mm-hmm. even imagine what God has in store for us. Jim? Yes. I want to ask you a question. What are some sacrifices that we're going to we're going to need to make to inherit this beautiful place you've been describing and that the Bible describes in just glorious detail? The biggest sacrifice we're going to have to make is giving up our pride. 
mm. and allowing the Lord to bring us into situations that we will be able to humble our hearts. We are so full of pride that we think everything needs to be done this way or that way. Uh, our opinion is the one that counts. But, yeah. you know, as we allow the Lord to give us these opportunities to to be humble, that uh, we will walk right into eternity because we will be like Christ as he humbled his heart to come here to this earth. It's going to be in reverse. We're going to be able to humble our hearts that we can go to heaven and walk into eternity with Christ. You know, he humbled his heart and he came to earth. We're going to humble our hearts and go into heaven. Absolutely. I know for me personally, for encouragement, you had shared in your book that just as a reminder that you know, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, he met with difficult people. He met with challenging situations. And that's no different from us. We constantly are going to be encountering um, these situations. And that's where we have to go back and remember to let him have every single bit of us, our heart, our mind, everything about us. Yeah. Because thinking of those sacrifices that you just mentioned, um, you, you've quoted it in your book and I hear people say this a lot and they're going to say and exclaim that heaven was cheap enough. That's right. You know, and, and no matter what we have to give up on this earth and, you know, it's even if it. I have to live in a cardboard box the rest of my life. That's right. In the middle of, uh, of a field and go to heaven, you know, if I can represent Jesus in that box in the middle wow. of a field, and know I'm going to go to heaven when Jesus returns, it'll be all worth it. I don't need a mansion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a mansion in heaven. Amen. Um, you know, and I'm also I'm going to have a city home and a, and a country estate when we come back and, on this earth. And I'm looking forward to that. Praise God. Praise God. I just hope that the, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will continue to be acceptable to my Lord and my God and my Redeemer. Amen. And, and that's where we really need to be, to guard our mouth, to guard uh, the words of our mouth and the thoughts of our mind. And, uh, you know, as we do that, the Lord is going to clean us up from all this uh, garbage that we put into it, this filth that we put into our minds. And I think of um, Luke chapter 8, verse 35, where Jesus healed the demoniac. Mm-hmm. They were totally insane. They were naked. Nobody could pass by. They lived in the tombs, in the cemetery. Nobody could pass by there without them attacking them. And Jesus comes and he heals them. But what I like the most about that healing, it said that they were clothed. They were sitting at the feet of Jesus in their right minds. Mm-hmm. We can have that same healing. Uh, our minds, the minds we have now, we are not taken into eternity. Jesus is going to clean us up. He's going to delete all the garbage that we put in it. And we are going to have the mind of Christ. And I can't even imagine that, but I know it's going to be done because his word says so. Amen. You know, there's a quote I recently heard, and it said that the mind keeps replaying what the Mm. heart can't delete. That's right. And, We've uh, got to make conscious decisions yes. to let Jesus have our heart. And he will delete what, uh, what needs to be deleted. 
and he will give us the peace and the joy uh, mm-hmm. that can only come from him and the love that we need for each other. You know, I think of um, the 17th chapter of John, that he wants us to be one. The Holy Spirit will not be poured out until we have the Spirit of Christ, that we are one with Christ, mm-hmm. uh, and that we are one with each other. That's when it was poured out on Pentecost. And that's going to be accomplished in his people before he returns and before the Holy Spirit is poured out. Well, that's a day I'm looking forward to, Jim, and especially as we think about Revelation 21.4, that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. There will be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, no more pain. I'm excited about that, Jim. Me too. Can't wait. Jim? I want to thank you for joining us today. Cindy, it was a blessing for me to be here. It was a blessing to me, too. I'm Cindy Mercer. Thank you for joining us on Critically Speaking. Join us next time and have a very blessed day. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org.